0: Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in a series we're doing called "Neighboring Well," "Neighboring Well." This series is really all about hospitality, um, and we're we're talking about kingdom hospitality, I guess. So it's it's more than just inviting people over for dinner, which is a type of hospitality. But we're we're talking beyond that um, in in what this looks like. And and I've said that in. Uh, uh, there's, there's spiritual applications of this and there's practical applications and we, we launched into the spiritual applications. I said that part of this hospitality is actually taking a stand against the schemes of the enemy for our neighbors, on behalf of our neighbors. And that, um, you know, the kingdom of God is, is uh, what we're hoping to point people towards. Um, the kingdom of darkness exists. It's not equal to the kingdom of God in any way. It's not a tug of war. The kingdom of God is superior in every way and and uh, victorious uh, because of the cross. And yet, um, the kingdom of darkness and the evil one are still trying to hold on to as many people as they can. Um, and and their their weaponry are deceptions and tricks and lies and schemes. Um, rendered um, virtually powerless at the cross, they still have that area to operate in um, and they try and keep people stuck in darkness they try and blind people to the light that's the plan of the enemy and that we're to um, be those who step in on behalf of our neighbors and who, um, who stand against those tricks and schemes and declare the praises of God who took us from darkness into his marvelous light and that this is a part of the hospitality we're called to it's a reaching out to our neighbors and I do, we defined our neighbors looking at a parable when we started and that our, our neighbors are anyone who need the mercy of God. And we need to be aware of that, that we encounter people all the time that need the mercy of God. And that, that should be on our hearts. I had something happen on Friday. It was pretty interesting. Um, so so I had a busy week and on Friday um, I needed to run by the bank and I was running late to get here. Anybody ever been running late for anything? So I needed to pop into the bank, and the bank I use doesn't have a drive through which is fine, I get to go in and say hi to everybody, which is okay, and I kind of like that, and it's been a good sort of field over the years, a lot of people have come on and off to church because of that, that was an interaction, so I'm happy to do it, but I was busy, and and so I just had a couple of minutes, you know, I wanted to pop in, you ever just want to pop in, and get something done, and pop out again, and if really, two minutes is what it should take, maybe three, if there's no line and everything, and you go well, and I popped into the bank, and uh, there was no line, but there was a brand new teller. I'd never seen her before, and that doesn't mean much. Sometimes they get new tellers in there, but a very pleasant um, a young woman. And I, I walk up and I, I say, "Hey, how are you?" I'm good. And she goes, "I'm I'm good, thank you." And I, I present to her, you know, my paycheck and the deposit slip to make that happen, and uh, and she said, "Oh, good." And she said, "I'm I'm very new at this," and I said, "Okay," and. Uh, and she said, I, it's like really my first time. <laughs> and I, I said, okay, okay, good. And, um, and so she starts the process, and she's very kind, and I'm smiling, you know. And, and uh, um, we get through, and she's, it's, it's, you know, lots of numbers going in. She's, you know, tentative. You know how someone, they've done it a million times, very new, checking everything out. And then, and then she goes, okay, Oma, uh, uh-oh, everything just went blank. I had to start over. We'd already been there. I'd already been there for a while. And I thought, okay, and I I I, I smiled, and said it's really okay. And we went through it again, and it took it probably took fifteen minutes to make this transaction happen. But you know, it was funny because um, at some point I remember feeling slightly irritated, but pushing that away. Because I and, and and then I almost felt immediately because I encouraged her, I said, You're doing really good. Take your time, it's gonna get better. That's what I was saying to her. It I know it's, you know, it, soon this will feel like nothing. I was just speaking those words to her. And um, really on my way out, I felt like the Lord said, uh, that was good because that's why I sent you there. Um, but, you know, but my, at, at some point I was fighting off a, seriously, I'm really busy, because I told you I set the thing up, right? I'm really busy. And then you had to start, I don't know if my mind, I start saying I'm too busy for this. And, uh, but, but I always get back to this. I'm so thankful when I, because I'm getting older now, I don't always react. Quickly, which is good for me. And uh, that, because I really, I would have blown it big time if I'd have acted in any way upset um, or hurried. That would have been a horrendous thing to have happened. And right sort of three quarters of the way through the transaction, I'm so glad I was being kind because somebody else walked in and went, Hi, Pastor Steve. <laughs> so it was a big plus. <laughs> I'd, been extremely, I'd been extremely encouraging anyway. But then when I, and I really felt like the Lord impressed that on me, you know, I sent you there just for that. She needed to be encouraged. Um, today, she was new, and I I believe that God does that all the time, Um, I would have, if I had, if I hadn't just sort of been at rest, and, and just let that happen, I would have missed that opportunity, and I tell you this all the time, I, am I'm changing God's pocket, it's how I want to live, my time is not, because sometimes you can start thinking your time is more valuable than everybody else's, and it's, it's, it's his time, and however he wants to use it, I got so much, and he's given it to me anyway, and he wants me when I'm busy to spend 15, 20 minutes in the bank being kind to somebody brand new. It's his time. It's all good. Who am I? If I come away with that, who, th- who in the world do I think I am sometimes? That somehow, you know, I'm, come on. Say, so, yeah, whatever. If I'm running late, that's my fault. I didn't leave early enough. So I shouldn't take it. Out. And see, I think sometimes if we're not careful, we miss that. And I'm only bringing all that up because I'm talking about hospitality is showing mercy to our neighbors, to those in need. At that moment in time, I I fully believe I was there for that moment in time to be one of those first sort of um, um, uh, customers to be an encouragement. And uh, I could have taken it a lot of different ways if I hadn't just. So I just think it's so important that we get that. This is and and, and so you know this is this is taking a stand. You know, it's 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 realizing how important this thing is. And looking for the tricks and the traps and those things and being reminded of them in the process And so uh, we are looking at the armor that we've been given to stand like that And, and this armor is found in Ephesians 6 and, and it's not only that it helps us to stand against the schemes of the enemy It helps us to stand up for our neighbors as well because we need to do that and, and we've discussed so far the belt of truth We've talked about the breastplate of righteousness Last week we talked about having our feet shot with readiness And being ready to go and share with people the gospel of peace Today I want to look at the shield of faith The shield of faith So that's what we'll be talking about together As I said earlier, um, I was at our regional conference last week Only one joke worth retelling So here it comes Uh, During his talk, our regional leader, the the pastor of Miami He was talking about how we all have different gifts and talents and abilities And that we shouldn't be comparing our our gift set to other people's gift set Because that's never good And then he said, you know, like Sal, some people can sing really well, and then others are more like prison singers. And we were like, what? You know, what? What in the world is a prison singer? And and this, he said, a prison singer is someone who's always behind a few bars and can never find the right key. See, I'm not the only one that tells really bad jokes. It's like a vineyard thing, I guess. Anyway, scripture reading though is here on purpose. Hebrews 11, 1 through 6. I'm reading out of the NIV. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith he was commended as a righteous man. When God spoke well of his offerings, and by faith he still speaks even though he is dead. By faith Enoch was taken from this life So that he had not experienced death He could not be found Because God had taken him away For before he was taken He was commended as one who pleased God And without faith It is impossible to please God Because anyone who comes to him Must believe that he exists And that he rewards those Who earnestly seek him Blessed be the word of the Lord So we're going to continue our discussion About the armor of God By looking at the shield of faith today in Ephesians 6:16, 6, it says in addition to all this take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one so I think oftentimes when we think of a shield um, we, we sort of in our minds uh, at least I think a lot of people do sort of see it as a protective piece of armor um, which is certainly part of what a shield does But a shield also has some offensive capabilities. Roman soldiers would use their shields in a variety of ways, um, not only for defense, but also for offense. They were trained in use of the shield as much as almost they were trained in the use of the sword. And so it wasn't just for defense, although it was certainly a part of it. There was also some offensive capabilities. And I was thinking about this as I was thinking about the imagery, because Paul's giving us this picture, right, um, of a shield... And, and he was using a sort of a cultural symbol here with the Roman soldier. I thought of a cultural symbol for us thinking about the shield. I started to think about Captain America. And uh, uh, in case you've never heard of Captain America, um, he's in the Marvel comics. He's a uh, super soldier in the Marvel comics. A- and he resulted from an experimental procedure uh, that transformed. He was a very small, sort of tiny um, guy. Uh, named Steve Rogers, and in this experimental procedure, he was transformed into this rather strong, incredibly fast person. And he was equipped with this shield. Now, um, before you think, oh, he's lost his mind, he's starting to preach on Captain America, I do want to say that for a fictional character, um, Captain America had something very important figured out. Because in a movie I saw not that long ago with him in it, The Avengers, um, there's another character named the Black Widow is talking to Captain America, and she says that the people that Captain America is pursuing are basically gods. And Captain America says this. He says, there's only one God, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. So I think it's safe to include Captain America in my discussion today at some level. And, you know, we use, uh, Paul used cultural stuff all the time. And so um, if you've ever seen uh, or read the comics, been around for a long time about Captain America, he dresses kind of funny, but he has this pretty cool shield, round shield, got a star on it, and uh, this, this shield not only is used uh, to protect him from attack, he actually uses it like a weapon. He tosses that thing around like a boomerang. It's pretty, it's pretty effective. If you've ever seen any of the Marvel movies, you'll see him whipping this shield around, and somehow he always gets it back, and, and it's a pretty impressive shield for defense and for offense. And again, the shield that we're looking at in Ephesians 6.16, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I'm not to that verse yet, you're okay. So the enemy, he uses tricks and he uses lies to keep us from experiencing the life we're created for. And the shield of faith offers us protection from these flaming arrows of the evil one. But it also emboldens us, faith does, to move forward to advance the kingdom of God. To take this stand we're talking about for our neighbors so that we can declare the praises of Him who rescued us from darkness and brought us into light. This is part of what our faith in Him allows us to do. Psalm thirty-three twenty says, We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Now, Hebrews eleven six gives us some great insight into some of the components, if you would, of our shield of faith um, in the, uh, I got off track in my study time um, and I started researching the components of the shield of Captain America and, and, uh, and I, have the, I actually figured them all out there's three and there was an unknown one that I had to research for a while but I'm not going to do all that because I thought that's so far off track but it was that there was three <laughs> three components and I have three components for you in the shield of faith so um, um, there you go so in Hebrews 11 6 this time in the message and it, it sort of highlights these three things it's impossible to please, apart, uh, please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must, both, must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. And there's three things about this shield of faith that I want to talk about today that we need to be you know, settled in. That God exists, that God cares, and that God responds. God exists, God cares, God responds. First point, God exists. Faith starts here that God exists, that he's real. Um, Now, there's a lot of things that help us to believe and know that God is real, Um, particularly in a room like this, where I would imagine that most of you believe that God exists. We will encounter people who don't believe that yet, and so um, this, you know, part of their, their faith journey is getting to that process, and there's a lot of things that sort of Try to get in the way of that, but we have to be settled in the fact that God exists, and we can be very comfortable with the understanding that God is real and He exists. And there's a great verse just before Hebrews eleven six. Back up three verses, now, Hebrews eleven three. We 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 looked at this by faith. We understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not was not made out of what was visible, and so uh, at God's command. Everything came into being. Now, um, what we can do is this, and this is very helpful I think we can look around us, um, and, and wh- wherever you go, if you look around, if you look at the sky, if you look at the oceans, you look at the trees, if you go outside here, you can see deer. Um, all those things couldn't have been made out of nothing. It took something to get that going. Um, and, and, and it's like that if you looked at this building. That we're around us. It didn't just happen. It had a, it had a builder. And, and someone had to create this building. It didn't just pop here out of nothing. There was something um, that made all that come to happen. Hebrews 3, 4. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Psalm 19, 1, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. The Bible spends a lot of time talking about God's creation and the way that God moved into things. And the Bible's a fascinating book. You know, it's really not a book uh, that's that's like written about science, but wherever it touches the issue of science, it's amazingly accurate. Um, And that that uh, even though people haven't always seen it I mean um, the Bible knows about the shape of the planet before people could even relate to it the Bible talks about things that that uh, are they're just now coming to grips with scientifically have always been recorded there in the Bible and even the way that they're coming to start to think about creation once again uh, and um, they're, they're, they're leaning finally the idea that the universe had some spectacular beginning uh, and that, that many scientists now believe that there's intelligence in the design. They're moving away from where they've been stuck for years and years. Some, some scientists, not all, but, but many leading scientists now are saying, no, oh, it had to come, something had to, had to make this thing happen. Often they'll call it like the Big Bang or something um, is the terms that they use it. But, but Genesis 1 has recorded how it all happened and it's been there for years and it always will be in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. God spoke this thing into being. Some, so the, however he did it, he did it. it and, and it just came into being because God existed and, boom, there it came. Um, and there's so much stuff happening now scientifically about how, you know, if, if it had been, you know, a, 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 any, a degree more or less or whatever, it couldn't have maintained itself. There's all sorts of science that backs this up for people that are interested. We have a good friend who's here in the season named Mike Edwards who's written a book about this called Gravity. It's a great book. If, you've, if you're ever curious about questions like that, get that book, Gravity. It's free on um, It's a free download on Amazon. It's called Gravity by Mike Edwards. True for you, but not for me. Something like that. Gravity. True for you, but not for me. It's a great book. It begins to explain these things. See, but we have to be settled in this understanding that God exists and again at church and you're here I believe that that m- most of you hearing this have a, have already come to grips with that that he exists but um, part of taking the stand is that we live a- among a world of people that don't believe that um, that, that that you know they're, they're not comfortable with it they've been sort of taught so many other things now for so many years that they go oh, well you you can't really believe all that and yes you can um, you know once we come to know Him, we have the added benefit of understanding that, um, that we have an internal witness because God has changed us and we know that we're different because of what God has done. So we get, we get that, but that's hard to I- explain to others. But there is many, many reasons to um, be able to help people understand that, that God exists and that He's real. And that certainly—that's the cornerstone. That's sort of where it all starts. Our faith. That God is. God exists. God. God's involved. God's um, doing things all the time. God didn't just sort of set things in motion and back off. God is with us. He's intimately involved, and he's a part of our life. God exists. We need to really come to terms with that, um, to to press into this life, the way that we're called to. With that in mind, then the second thing is that God cares. God cares. God cares about us. God cares about people. Um, God really cares uh, 1 Peter 5, 7 says Cast all your anxiety on him Because he cares for you He doesn't want you to walk through this life Anxious and worried The way the culture tends to live We live in a, I've said this A very fearful, a very grumpy A very anxious culture um, That that sort of um, turns on every piece of bad news and, and this impacts the way that people live It takes the joy out of their day-to-day lives um, they, they get this idea that they're you know, all on their own and if it's up to, if it's going to be it's up to me sort of attitude and um, it's a very anxious way to live and, and you know, Peter wrote there under the anointing of the spirit cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you God cares, he doesn't want you to live anxious, worried and upset about everything that's happening in the world it's not how he created you to live um, we don't do well carrying stress Many, many people um, are, are struggle in their physical lives and emotional lives uh, and their mental lives because they they carry stress that they weren 't designed to carry because they think it 's all on them, and God cares for you he doesn 't want you to live under that he exists and he cares and he came you know Jesus came so that we could understand that he wants us to have this type of life now John ten ten. The thief comes, our enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. It's, it's the heart of Jesus coming, the mission. I've come that you can have life because I care for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come. I'm going to demonstrate what life looks like to you. I'm willingly going to go to the cross for you because you've blown it. I'm going to step up. I'm going to take all that for you. I'm going to make a way back to you, for you, to the Father so that you can experience life in Him now and forever. And He does it all because He cares for us. There's no other reason. He does it because He cares for us. He exists and He cares for us. We, we all have messed up and gone our own way and yet He cares for us so much. He's come and made a way for us to get back into relationship with God. It's an amazing thing that he's done. That's how much he cares about you. And and he wants you to settle in that. See, we... Faith is that. He exists and he cares about me. And that's a big part of my faith. Well, he cares about the things that I'm going through. He cares. And and, and that's important for me to know. And also, third thing, he responds. God's active. God, uh, like I said, he didn't just start things rolling and then back out. He He responds. In so many amazing ways. I say that. It doesn't mean he does everything I want. God's, that's not God either. He's still God. I'm not. Um, but he responds in situations in my life. He's constantly moving in our lives. Matthew 6, 28 through 34. Why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was, his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today... Tomorrow is thrown in the fire. Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I love this picture. It's been one of my favorite verses for 20 years. Seek first His kingdom. Seek first His kingdom. See, He is so much better at taking care of us than we are. And when we can settle in that truth that He has us in His hands, that He exists, that He cares, and that He responds to us, it frees us from being so consumed by our own needs and it allows us to focus on living for Him. And that's where real life is found. See, see part of living for Him and, and experiencing life is the realization that it's not all about me. It's some about me, which is good, because He cares. And He exists, and He cares. And it, He responds, it's some about me, but it's not all about me. But when I'm living where it's all about me, nothing works right. And and uh, it's it's not healthy and it's not helpful and it's anxious because when it's all about me, see, then it's also on me to make it all work. And and I'm not very good at it. Some of you are better at it, I guess, than others. But for the most part, we're not very good at it. And we get when we get really tied into the temporal, the temporary things of our existence. When that becomes our focus, we miss out life completely. We get stuck here, and we miss on all the neat things in life that are going on. See, the neat things in the life are eternal. You know, and eternal things are like our relationship with God and with others in relationship with God. That's eternal. That's where life is. But we get stuck here. We have to deal with the temporal. Don't get me wrong. It's part of living here. Uh, in, until Jesus comes but it can't be our focus it can't be what motivates us it. it can't be what drives us it has to be the eternal part of our life that drives us, that motivates us that, that, that we know that's where life is found that that's where we get built up again it's in those things our relationship with Him and with others it's in our worship and in our prayer and in, our, in our reading of the Word it's, it's all those things that build life we'll take time for other things that are temporary but they don't. they're not really life-giving life is found in Him and see, he responds in that way. And, and so we, we start to find life, knowing it's it's not all about me. It's some about me, but it's just not all about me. It's it's found in, in living for him, living for others, loving him, loving others. Having tiny little things in your day where you stop being busy long enough to encourage a brand new bank teller. Because that's what they needed. And then the realization, the realization that, uh, I, and I believe that God cares so much about that person, that He takes His people that are around to go and bless, and that we miss it all the time. We can just become part of the problem if we're not careful. And so, so God cares. So, he exists. He's so real. He cares about everything, and He responds. He's active in your life. That's that's where our faith is grounded in. That's what that shield of faith looks like. Knowing he exists, he cares and he responds. And knowing those things then helps us to take a stand. We we're aware, we become more and more aware of the the the, the schemes and the traps of the evil one against us. We can also see what he's trying to do against our neighbors, and we can begin stand against them, and then and then, you know, defensively we're blocking it off of us, and then offensively we're going out and we're we're being light to introducing people that are stuck in darkness to light by just being kind a lot of times being encouraging going you know just the little extra little bit so that that people can begin to understand that something's going on you know i told you that i i and i'm um, i don't think it was by accident that that in the middle of that long encounter at the bank that that quite a ways into it that someone walked in and said oh hi pastor steve that all that was clicking buttons oh he's been very kind I'm so glad I was being kind but, but see now my hope is something like that takes someone like that and goes well what church was he from or next time I go in there opens up a door to talk you know it's little things but maybe she's already in I don't know but, but I'm I want to I just want us to see that that's where you know life is found in those things when we're, when we're into that whole process and to me, that's this picture of the shield of faith that allows me to be aware of the tricks and the traps and then to press in where, wherever he would have me and wherever he would have you to make a difference. So that's good for that part of the armor. And uh, I'm sure if you've you got nothing else, you've got the car- Captain, uh, Captain America illustration. Um, and you'll remember that. This is as good as any. And uh, I hope it helps. All right, good enough. If you're watching my T on TV or video, thank you. Appreciate your time. And uh, come and visit us whenever you can. If you need prayer, go to the website or call us and we'd be happy to do that for you.